Welcome to the Fedora Project Podcast, Episode 7. Dusty Mane talks about what Fedora Atomic was and the new Fedora Core OS. Hi, welcome back to the Fedora Podcast. I'm Edward Lucena from the marketing team. And right now I'm here with Dusty Mabe. 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 <laughs> yep. uh, he's uh, one of the core contributors for the Fedora Atomic Project. Hi, Dusty. Hey, how's it going? Everything is fine. Thanks for coming. And one of the, the first questions I want to ask you is, what is Fedora Atomic? What is Fedora Atomic? So it's kind of interesting because uh, it is not exactly what you would think it is. So to me, Fedora Atomic, uh, the group, the organization essentially that we have where people come and uh, collaborate together is a few different things. So number one, there is Atomic Host which is what I primarily associate Fedora Atomic with. There's also a group of people within the Atomic uh, community that are interested in containerization on Fedora. So like getting more applications within Fedora into containers and into the Fedora container registry. And there's also a group of people within that group uh, that are interested in the container runtimes within Fedora. So. Uh, there's Docker that has been around for a while. There's a few new container runtimes called uh, one called Podman, um, and then uh, one specifically for Kubernetes called Cryo. Uh, so there's a group of people within uh, the Atomic, um, you know, group that are interested in those pieces. So when you ask what is Fedora Atomic, a lot of times um, before we really dig into a subject, I'll try to get you to clarify which part of it are you interested in asking a question about. Um, if it's a user, I'll ask them what part of the group are they uh, interested in or, or what use case are they interested in uh, kind of helping contribute to or modify um, as they go along. So it's a long answer to a simple question, but um, the atomic word means a lot of different things today and we want to try to make sure we uh, send people in the right direction. Yeah, so Fedora Atomic is intended to optimize the work of containers, right? Uh, that's that's one of the goals, definitely, is to try to more or less get more things running in containers, less things, um, you know, running outside of containers on the host, so that we can minimize the host's responsibility in the world of you know servers these days, um, and minimizing the host's responsibilities means that we can concentrate on what's left in the host and do that part really well. So we can deliver updates to a finite set of software that consists of the hosts, uh, including container runtimes, which is essentially your gateway to your applications. So if we do that really well, if we just focus on the host part and the container runtimes part, we can deliver really reliably updates um, to those pieces and not worry as much about breaking people's applications on top. Mm, okay, so this, if some application gets broke, you don't broke the whole system because it's running separately. Right, yeah, the idea is that there's a uh, the interface between the host and the applications are essentially the container runtimes. Yeah. If you get that part right, uh, then, uh, which we can make sure of because we try to do testing on that, then you have some sort of warm feeling in your heart that you're not going to break uh, users, right? 
Yeah, one of the most recent uh, news in this part of the technology world is that Red Hat acquired Core OS. So, what is the current situation between Fedora Atomic, the Team Silver Blue that was supposed to be the new Atomic Working Group or, or Special Interest Group, mm -hmm. and the Core OS uh, community? Gotcha. So, Yes, uh, Fedora did acquire CoreOS. Um, in there, you asked, you know, what's the new relationship between uh, CoreOS and Fedora Atomic? And then you also mentioned Silverblue. Um, I'll break out the question real briefly and mention Silverblue. Uh, Silverblue itself was a rebranding of a different project called Atomic Workstation. So in the past, Atomic Host focus on your servers, you run containers, um, uh, you know, like server application type stuff on Atomic Host. Atomic Workstation, which is now rebranded to Silverblue, is essentially take that same use case, but apply it to a workstation or a desktop scenario, right? So like, you know, you're including Firefox, you're including GNOME, uh, you're including all of those pieces and you're delivering it in the same image-based delivery approach that you would have at an atomic host. So Silverblue, uh, something separate, um, and I'll get back to the how does uh, the CoreOS acquisition affect like, you know, Fedora Atomic host. Uh, in this case, um, we looked at you know, the offering from CoreOS Inc., the company, um, and their offering is Container Linux. Uh, and we looked at Atomic Host and we tried to see, well, these two things are really solving a very similar use case, right? Image-based updates, um, you know, run your applications in containers, um, you know, try to make the users not worry about updates. Um, for Container Linux, they focused on automated updates from the beginning. Um, which is not something we did with Atomic Host, um, which we actually think was a mistake. We probably should have focused on automated updates because we do think that is the future at this point. But we wanted to start from somewhere familiar. The problem is if you start from that familiar place, um, it's hard to get people to switch over to automatic updates. If you start from the default of the unfamiliar and then allow people to disable them, it's easier to convince more people to do it. Um, so how does Fedora Atomic Host relate to Fedora Core OS? More or less in the future, and we've made an announcement about this not too long ago, we uh, announced Fedora Core OS and that it would succeed both Fedora Atomic Host and Core OS Container Linux and essentially be the new upstream project for both of those two communities. Um, Fedora Core OS will take pieces from Container Linux that were really popular, the automated updates philosophy, the automatic rollback philosophy if something fails, um, the bootstrapping using a tool called Ignition, which essentially runs provisioning steps in the initRamFS on boot. Uh, so those pieces are pieces that we would uh, take from Container Linux and apply to Fedora Core OS. And uh, the pieces of Atomic Host that we really like are for example, the technology RPM OS tree that knows is like the get for your operating system approach. It knows about RPMs. It's able to build an image-based update. Uh, if you know a new update comes out and only one RPM changed in the host, 
that's all that you're going to download is that one RPM and maybe there were only a few files that changed in it. So like the get for your operating system like approach that we have with Atomic Host, we really like that. So we want to carry that forward to Fedora Core OS. Um, as far as community goes, uh, in the Fedora Core OS working group, we are definitely looking at, uh, you know, what we, the other pieces of Fedora Core OS that we want to bring forward from the two different sub-projects that existed before um, and get engagement from all of those different people that were part of the Atomic Host Working Group and part of Container Linux before. Uh, so we really want the new community to thrive as much as either of those old two did in the past. Well, I, I don't know the, the CoreOS community as well because it was totally new for me. I worked more in part of marketing and using the desktop uh, applications and this kind of end users approach but the thing that i ever think about uh the fedora community is that is the way we work the way we met we way we are we really uh, have this enforcement in the f uh, the frank f of our four foundations mm -hmm. so i ho i hope the core community can uh, take that pressure with them and feel warm with us yes absolutely we want to everybody that's coming from the core os community whether it be you know um engineers that were working on uh container linux in the past or users of container linux in the past or partners who may have like been interested in running container linux on uh you know m multiple architectures or any situation like that we would really like to have those people come to the fedora community and even have a stronger voice in what goes on in the project and like more you know more insight into how it's built and and pieces like that so yes absolutely you know everybody in fedora should extend their arms to the container linux community and, and those people coming in and so for the contributors that are interested in both atomic uh, group and the container and the new CoreOS community that mm -hmm. is coming from how they can get uh they, how they can help the atomic group there is an onboarding process uh, mm -hmm. for the atomic working group so uh for the atomic working group I, I don't know if i would call it an onboarding process per se but you know a lot of contributions from anybody in any community really is born out of uh, necessity. So like they have an interest in using something for a particular need that they have um, and they want to see if this project can help them out, right, with their need or maybe they've used the project and they want to change it slightly in some way that in a way that would help other people or whatnot. So usually contributions or involvement is born out of, uh, you know, necessity or, or self-interest, um, you know, and that is really what makes uh, open source tick, right? Yeah. Um, so as far as an onboarding process, usually the way it works is people come in, they try something, um, they either say, this is great, this is the future of, you know, how operating systems are delivered, I want to be involved in this, or I want to change this particular piece because I think it would make it easier because, you know, going from a model where you do everything in RPMs to a model where you do most things in containers, 
it, it's a big jump from, you know, where you used to be to the new world, right? So, like, there's a lot of opportunity for adding in glue to help people make that jump, right? So there are people that get involved. They want to help help do that. Um, so I, I, an onboarding process is probably, uh, I don't know if we have like an official one, but the most of the time the way it works is somebody comes in, they're interested for whatever reason, they start to join the meetings, they add meeting topics to our issue tracker, uh, and then we talk about it and we try to figure out, you know, is this something that we should do as a community? That's a great idea. Let's implement it. Um, as far as, you know, if somebody's interested in Atomic Host today, I would say that, you know, following the Fedora CoreOS community and getting involved in that, because that is the future, is something that I would recommend doing. Um, Atomic Host will live for Fedora 29. So, like, we will have an official release of Atomic Host for Fedora 29. But for Fedora 30, it'll be Fedora CoreOS. So, you know, if you happen to be using Atomic Host today, you've got a little bit of time. Uh, but definitely looking at what's coming in the future would be useful so that you don't end up on an uh, EOL release without updates after a little while. So, yeah. So, uh, just for uh, for the records, when the meetings are? Uh, when do they start? Yes. Uh, so, the meetings, we have them once a week. We didn't have it this week because we had Flock and a few people, you know, were all over the world. But... Uh, we have them once a week. They are on Wednesdays. I think it is 1430 UTC. Um, it is at current time, which this is what, uh, you know, first week in August or around that. Um, current time, it is at uh, 1230 Eastern, which is my time zone that I'm in. But I think that relates. That's 1430 UTC. If it's not Please don't kill me. Uh, <laughs> no, we can people on the podcast, but if for some reason it's not that time, we can just mention it. In yeah, the comments. exactly. Uh, so there, if you go to Fedocal um, and you click on uh, CoreOS, the meeting is in like the Fedora calendar. Yeah. Um, so uh, if you have, and that will convert it to anybody's local time zone. So that's probably the best way to figure out um, if I was wrong. <laughs> okay. For that one that doesn't know, Fedocal is the Fedora calendar application that we all our meetings to let people both get uh, notified and to know when the meetings are uh, of each thing is going on and one thing I should mention there is uh, it is in the fedora dash meeting dash one IRC channel on freenode yeah where almost all the meetings are <laughs> yeah exactly so there is any final comment or any thoughts you want to share with the with our audience? Uh, I may have already mentioned this um, before, but I do want to reiterate, you know, uh, we do want more and more people involved. Uh, we want people who have these particular use cases to come and help us know how we can reach them better uh, and to also push their own agenda as far as, you know, um, you know, adding in a particular feature that would help everybody with these use cases or, you know, maybe you come in and you say, hey, I have different use cases. How do I build my own and help us build out documentation there? Because it is totally possible to take all of the pieces of the pizza and build your own pizza out of it, right? Which sometimes is the better scenario for you. It all depends on who you are. So get involved. We have the Fedora Core OS community. Um, we also have, you know, the Atomic uh, community which you can still use to reach out and, and affect things there, but get involved. Well, uh, thank you, Dusty, for 
share your knowledge with us and we we will have another episode released in two more weeks thank you for everything thank you thank you for listening to the fedora podcast see you in two weeks with more interesting interviews